1: weekend it's time to have fun with your pet but when it comes to technology apps and what's hot you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time welcome to pet lover geek with Lorian clemens in today's show Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family now here's your host Lorian clemens
2: Happy Saturday, pet lovers. Thank you so much for joining us this fine late winter morning. Yes, spring is almost upon us. And even though it's snowing right now outside my window, I know that the snow is almost done here in the Pacific Northwest and soon the trails at the state park next to me will be clear. And the sun will be rising a little bit earlier. And then I, for one, will be out doing some early morning spring hiking. It's literally on the list of my favorite things to do with my dogs. We wake up about 5.30, 6 o'clock, go out and get on the trail and start hiking. And to prepare for that, I always have my fitness tracker ready to go. I just actually got a new one, so I'm really excited about it for myself. But I'm still shopping for the best tracker and wearable for the dogs to wear to track their steps and their activity. Now, we've chatted a couple of times on this show about pet wearables, and it is the hottest trend in the pet industry. I mean, every time you turn around or you go to a new pet trade show, there's a new collar attachment to measure all sorts of things. We've talked about it with veterinarians, we've talked about it in terms of lost pets, and we're talking today about uh, activity trackers in particular. So we're going to meet three new pet wearables and chat about what makes each one of them special. And then we're going to wrap it all up at the end and review what's out there, lay out the pros and the cons, and help you make the best choice for a pet wearable for you, your pet, and your lifestyle with your pet. So first up, we've got Betsy Four from Wonder Wolf. Betsy, welcome to Pet Lover
3: Geek. Hi, thanks for having me.
2: I'm excited to have you on there. Now we've actually mentioned <laughs> Wonder Wolf as a product to watch, and I've mentioned before on the show that I'm in love with the look of the device. I think it's frankly like the best looking activity tracker out <laughs> there. Um, and, and, and granted, you know I'm 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 a fashionista kind of person. I, I love that, but. Yep really the people that are listening to the show and me we want to know what's in the device before we're going to pull the trigger and buy something that's kind of on the expensive side frankly so let's start at the beginning there's a lot of trackers out there and every week it seems like there's a new one so why did you decide to launch wonder wolf in the midst of all these other trackers that are out there
3: yeah, well, <laughs> thanks so much for that compliment. We do consider ourselves, yeah, the kind of best looking accessory for your dog as well. Um, when I invented Wonder Wolf, there were no other pet wearable um, uh, products on the market. So this was uh, almost, well, four and a half years ago now. Uh, so before some of our biggest competitors had launched, um, there were a couple of GPS ones out there, but not as a proper activity monitor. And so my dog, Whiskey, was a bit overweight, and I had tried everything to get him to lose it. I uh, tried different diets, vets, exercise, um, and finally I thought I've got a misfit for myself. I think it was a Fitbit at that time, and, and nowadays I like to wear my Ringly. but um, why don't I have one for my dog? Uh, and so <laughs> I hacked together the original bow tie, which wasn't a bow tie. It was this massive box <laughs> that had all the circuitry coming out of it. actually looked a bit mean because when I taped that onto his collar, you know, it was kind of this this big thing the size of his head um, <laughs> that he had to wear around. <laughs> but, oh my God, I'd love
2: Pictures,
3: by the way, but keep going. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it was hilarious. (laughs) And you know, I had to explain to all the pet parents in the park what what was going on here with this kind of contraption. And uh, but over the course of about two months, he began to lose weight, and now he's down to his goal weight because of the device, which can extend his life up to two years. Mm -hmm. So this was really the whole premise around why I started the company originally it was just for him not even realizing I was starting a company but just built this (laughs) device for him so once I realized I had this proof of concept um, that it was a piece of hardware that was functioning um and and working quite well uh with a very simple app that I was able to mock up um I then brought on my CTO uh this was about three years ago in London actually UK where the company was founded um and and, that, and then he helped me to build an app where um, we were able to launch about a year prior to. Um to actually releasing the hardware so we launched a social network for dogs on the wonder wolf app where you can friend other dogs in your area schedule play dates uh collect badges right. um see which walks your friends have been on uh and then we launched the um the device itself so wonder Wolf bow tie it'll tell you in real time what your dog's doing even when you're apart so are they running right now playing sleeping walking resting uh what other dogs have they hung out with did the dog walker walk them for how long and where did they go so one of the features with in the app is actually that you can see the route that your dog walker took, um, which is really quite fun and, and to know just how long did they go out and, and, and how much um, so let me exercise. Ask,
2: let me ask you this, because just from a tactical standpoint, Standpoint. So it's the actual device that's on there. That's a Bluetooth, you know, receiver and transmitter. Yep. But how are how is, is, is there a base at home or something that is communicating with? How is that information getting to you real time?
3: Nope. It's all through the phone. So it took us years to um, launch this, but we now have multiple caregivers that can be um, linked to one dog and multiple dogs to one person. So th- that means that my dog walker can be connected to the same account that um, that I am with Whiskey, and then I. I get live updates when they're together so it's all bluetooth direct to the phone of a caregiver and you can have as many caregivers as you like your grandma your partner um, dog it. walker etc so
2: so then if if, if you like so let's say the dog is home alone then it syncs up when when your phone is near it then is that how that works yes got right. it okay or, so you wouldn't necessarily you be at computer. work and be like oh he's right. running around the house like a crazy man right now
3: <laughs> you could do that if you're linked up to a home ipad or home computer via sure. bluetooth. Okay. yeah bluetooth yeah
2: that makes, sense. That and makes then, sense. And then it would update. Yeah. So, so there, are, like I mentioned though, that there, there now there are a lot of other activity right. trackers out there, uh, and you know, Whistle of course is the, the big dog in the park. I think probably as far as um, people's perception and how much advertising is out there and things like that. So, what yep. sets you apart from somebody like Whistle or PitPat or Fitbark or yep. one of the other ones that are out there? What sets you apart? What's differentiating for you?
3: Definitely. So we're the only one, well, you nailed it in the beginning as well. So it's an accessory. So once I had the proof of concept with the device itself, we then went out um, and did a poll of all the dog owners and, and I'll um, be honest with you, mostly women, because that's our core demographic. Um, who, what was the number one accessory their dogs had? Well, it was almost unanimously a bow tie. So we then went and got the patents so are the only pet wearable that can be a bow tie uh, design, <laughs> which is great because you can accessorize it as well. Um, so this is one of the huge factors of course it's something i actually want my dog to wear um, and it can be a reflection of of his style yeah um, and it's, they're now-
2: ridiculously cute i know that we're on radio so <laughs> people can't look at them but of course we put them on the, the blog later in a week but they yep. are ridiculously cute i yep. love the interchangeable <laughs> parts of it and stuff like that it's
3: right awesome. and you think about wearables for yourself right like um, i'm wearing my ringley um the new bracelet they just launched well it's not even actually charged right now but i just love how beautiful it is so i'll still wear it anyway until i can go and charge it so that's yeah. how we're viewing you know the bow tie it's actually a really fun fashionable accessory that yeah you <laughs> you want you yeah your and to i have a bell anyway. leaf
2: for the same reason instead of right a exactly because it's pretty it's it's something exactly. i like well i'm glad right. you brought up the charging part because that's one of my questions so a lot of yep. times they have replaceable batteries and things like that but how does wonder wolf work? as far as battery life?
3: Yep, so it's a seven-day battery life. You plug it in for one hour with a micro-USB, which we provide, um, and yeah, you're good to go for another seven days.
2: Is it one of those micro-USBs where only yours works, or can I use it with any micro-USB?
3: Any micro USB, yep, which Thank is you. brilliant, because then you're not losing, yeah, that, that connector.
2: <laughs> I have to say, um, any any uh, product that's out there that's currently developing right now, please, for the love of everything holy on this planet, give us <laughs> a plug that we can use that will go with any other thing, because it is exactly. maddening when these proprietary cords come out. It's it's just. I dude. completely
3: agree, and then I always wind up losing it, and it's or, like, or oh, the you gotta send away. It, you gotta, you know, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but but going back again to our differentiators, so it is the, the fashion element, but it's also um, this. Uh, it's also the fact that we launched the social network on the platform on the software side prior to the device, which no other pet wearable did. Um, we also have the best retail traction of any pet wearable to date, launching initially in Harrods in London, Story here in Manhattan, um, Colette for Paris Fashion Week, and now every single pet co across the whole US and an exclusive partnership there. Nice. Um, so we do, Yes, yeah, so we do kind of. We've um, positioned ourselves as more of that luxury brand, but we are targeting m- women. So we're built by women, and over you know 75% of our customers are, are female as well, and that does make up the spending power when it comes to your dog in the household. So that's yeah. something else that we're but very and, proud of.
2: And in all honesty, I think any marketer in the pet industry will tell you women are making the most of the decisions when it comes to buying what they're buying for their pets. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Especially yep. yeah, and, and on a collar too. There's a there's that's that's prime real estate. A lot of things are competing to get onto that collar. And so something that's good looking is going to get better. Now, let's continue to get into the nitty gritty, though, because we're geeks are listening to the show and they want to know. So uh, you've got a lot of electronics in there. And so durability, the housing that it, it is contained in, that's huge. So talk about durability.
3: Yep. So it's completely ruggedized, totally 100% waterproof. So your dog can go swimming and, you know, it's bath time, anything. Um, we also uh, give you additional bands to connect it to the collar, which is actually part of the fun accessorizing in the middle of the bow tie. Um, so you can always be switching those out or if anything ever happened to one. Um and then, to just to tell you what's inside, it's an accelerometer, gyroscope, Bluetooth. Um, so you, you are getting to see, uh, we, we have algorithms we've built based on the dog's size, breed, and age, how much activity they actually need.
2: And, and it is primarily for dogs, right? It's not a kitty cat
3: thing. Exactly, because Wonder Meow is coming. Ooh, <laughs> so I that did about that. <laughs> yes, yes. So that is a totally separate product for the cat lover. And that one's more about, it is tracking their health, but it's more about their curiosity, right? So their bow tie actually has a camera in it and GPS at launch, which means that uh, you're able to see what your cat's adventures are that they get up to. And this is um, in particular for our European uh, customers, really exciting because the cats leave the window at night. Sometimes here in the States, you'll find that, but um, then, you know, they're going to take photos of their adventures and upload it in their voice to the Wonder Meow app. Oh, that's uh, so they're the director of their own story it's all about cat content yeah <laughs> i love i love i love
2: that i i love one of the things i think is really fun about what you guys are doing is that you are connecting that social aspect because that's a really big part exactly. of, of how people interact with their pets uh and that's right. very clever that you've done it okay so tell us real quick we don't have a lot of time but tell us real quick if if they want to find wonder well, if you mentioned a couple of the stores but let's say that yep. they're not able to get to the store where can they find it
3: yep wonderwolf.com we're also on uh, kind of every uh, website as far as Petco Best Buy and actually every single Petco in the whole US as well so if they want to drive to their local Petco you can pick one up there
2: Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Betsy. I, uh, I I actually can't wait to try out a Wonder Wolf. It is on my short list of ones to get for Penny, uh, for, for sure. <laughs> it's a pleasure Yay. having you on the show.
3: and <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a hey, good
2: one. We will. Hang tight, pet lovers. We've got more scoop on wearable tech for pets coming up in just a few minutes on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel.
4: The internet's number 1 talk station. Number 1 talk station. Voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who like you are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first day, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety.
4: Streaming live the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
1: This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's one 866 472 5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com Now, back to the show.
2: And we're back with more of Pet Lover Geek. This morning, folks, we are sniffing out some of the newest pet wearables, simply the hottest segment in the pet industry right now. There's so many new options that are coming out there. They're all competing for market share. They all want you to get to know them. So for this segment, we are going to talk to Leon Yochai. He is a Greek internet entrepreneur, and he's the founder of several very successful internet and mobile startups in Greece. And his most recent venture is the Kion, a pet tracking collar, like what we're talking about today on the show. So welcome, Leon.
5: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
2: We're, we're really happy to have you. I know that it's been a really busy time from you. You guys just got back from uh, CES, and we actually discussed Keon a few weeks back as a product to watch from the Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, so I know that you guys have been really busy. I'm glad you found time for us today.
5: No, it was, it was okay. I mean, it's busy, but we always have time, you know, to uh, discuss about the product and let the people know, I mean, how gorgeous it is and what it's doing. Um, I think I. I have, would you ask me questions, or you want me to? Of start course, the I, I've, on? Got,
2: I've got tons of <laughs> questions. So, so let, let's actually start at the beginning, because there there are a lot of trackers out there, and it seems like there are new ones coming out all the time. What made you say, heck you know what? I've got a I've got a better idea. I, I've got a better way to do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna launch this Keyon tracker." Why did you decide to launch?
5: First of all, the, uh, you know, but when we decided to launch the Keyon tracker. There was only one tracker in the market. was was about to launch. It was the, the whistle one, mm-hmm. and the only thing that the whistle was doing is was telling you where where is the dog. So, the right word for it is not a GPS tracker. It's not just a GPS tracker. We're doing much more than that. We have over twelve sensors in the collar, so we know uh, we can guess how uh, how a small dog is feeling. Like okay, it's feeling happy. So let's say I'm in a trip. I'm in, I'm far away from home. I can open the app and check if uh, Charlie, my dog, is sleeping. Uh, if he's playing, if he's happy, uh, if he's in a, uh, not in a good mood. So I can check the moods by an accelerometer we have in the caller, uh, combining other sensors as a heat sensor, a fault sensor, an altimeter. So we, we, we get different uh, environmental factors, and we get decisions based on, and based on the accelerometer. So we know we can give like, conclusions to the owner when he's away on what's going on with his pet. So nobody has to get like, for example, frustrated that maybe uh, the maid took the dog or the dog walker in a hot car in a hot day and forgot it in the car. You'll get a notification so you know your dog is safe. Um, for example, um, you know, you're, you're trying to guess how Charlie's doing right now. Is he sleeping? You open the app and you just see it.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, or maybe uh, has Charlie fell in the swimming pool and is he, is he okay? Did he go to swim and did he make it to come out safely? There's a water sensor in it so you can see that as well. Or maybe Charlie is, uh, is ex- barking excessively. How can I control that? I mean, it's, it's, it's bothering me and my neighbors. There is an um, ultrasound buzzer in the collar, and by the moment he presses the button, this ultrasound buzzer discreetly will actually make her stop barking and will train it in a matter of two days to understand that, you know, whenever he, he listens to his sound, he stops barking.
2: So let's we back up just a little bit, because yes.
5: well, because
2: yes, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of different tech that you mentioned that's inside of this thing, which is mm-hmm. which is exciting. But so mm-hmm. I, I have a couple questions though. So how how do you know? Like you mentioned, well, is Charlie happy, and you'll be able to tell it on the app. But how do you know? Has, is there some sort of testing that you did to say, okay, when a dog is doing this, this is a content dog, or this is an upset dog or an anxious dog? How how did you come up with determining? what the readings meant in terms of what the mm-hmm. pet's emotions were
5: for example we took uh, reports from different universities that uh, did a lot of uh, research on the matter and uh, we can guess we can guess when a dog is happy because when a dog is happy is playing when he's playing all day and moving and playing there are different moves uh, and different accelerometer readings so we know when a dog is happy he's happy he's playing when a dog is not happy he's usually sleeping or he's usually not in a good mood, he's not moving, he's not moving. Um, dogs have patterns. So when you come back from home, usually dog is coming to preach, right? Mm-hmm. So when for a series of times, you know, you come back home and the dog is not treating you and his overall day, um, after accelerometer readings are lower than the previous days, then he's in a mood, he's moody.
2: So do, we don't how make can any conclusions. Tell- How can you tell, so like if you have an anxious dog, though, that, Mm -hmm. because for example, we have an anxious dog at home and she'll tear things up and she'll, I mean, we can tell when we got home, she was running around doing crazy stuff and it's, and it's basically because she's anxious. She has a lot of anxiety when we're not there. So how is the accelerometer able to tell like when the dog is playing when I'm not home versus when the dog is destroying a pillow when I'm not home?
5: There is no, there's no reading right now for when a dog is destroying a pillow on the collar. Mm Mm-hmm. We can we can see that. I mean, we I, I wish we could uh, detect like no everything that the dog was thinking, but it's for for now it's quite it's, it's quite impossible. We have give, we have basic stuff. We're not trying to you know reinstate the relationship between you and your dog.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: We only try to give you basic readings when you're away from home, and we don't have a reading right now for when the dog is destroying your home. <laughs> right. We have when we, when we feel you know it's playing. Um, we when when it's slipping, so you know it's slipping. When it's not a good mode in general, we, we try to make this kind of uh, conclusions.
2: Okay, and so then now you say that I can read these things from my, when I'm away at home. So it's not just the collar. What there it's a there's components involved with this system. What else is it in, included with the collar?
5: With the collar, there's uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, sensors. One of them is the accelerometer. There's a heat sensor. So as I said previously, when you forget somebody forgets your dog in the car, you know if it's hot, if it's cold. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to die in a hot car which you know a lot of dogs die every year like that especially right. in the hot places. Um, there is uh, a water sensor. So let's say you have a swimming pool at home and your dog falls in the swimming pool can't get out after a few seconds uh, we we'll let you know that something's going on. I mean your dog is wet you have to not just wait. I mean it's, it's swimming somewhere and will give you also the location where it's swimming so you need help
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And, but how how, how so, does the yeah. how does the caller though communicate? I mean, it's not just going to your phone if you're hundred miles away. How does it communicate? Does it yeah. communicate through a base or through your w- home Wi-Fi? Or how does it communicate? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: So yeah, the caller communicates with Bluetooth first with the base station you have at home. But mm-hmm. let's say the, um, you know something happens on the dog, which is that far away from the base station, then it connects on AT and T or T-Mobile depending uh, which color have you bought. And through uh, the cellular connection, it will send a notification to the mobile network and the mobile network will inform our servers and your app will be informed by our servers, the app that you have on your phone.
2: Gotcha. So this works with your cell service. So,
5: yeah, there's a cell service at four ninety nine a month.
2: Oh, got it. Okay. So, all right. And I did notice that on your website, you, it's actually really interesting. You map out what cellular companies uh, it works with across the world, including here in the U.S. So actually that begs yeah. the question, are, are there countries that this doesn't work in?
5: Uh, I think one or two.
2: Okay. So it's pretty much worldwide. You can get it.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's available exactly. for um, pre-order right now for the U.S., that's correct?
5: It's available everywhere for pre-order. It's coming out in, I think, the next month. We, uh, we said that it would come out at the end of March. Mm-hmm. We see it coming out uh, by April. April, or mid-April or end of April. Right,
2: and, and so, um, and I, I believe me, being in the tech industry myself, I understand slippage. That, that happens all the time, and it probably has to do with all of the different testing and development you did. So when you're, when you're building this product and going through your version one, version two, what kinds of tests mm-hmm. were you doing to make sure that, that you had something that was really working well?
5: First of all, there, there, uh, for the last four years that we're building this, there have been over 12 revisions of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Short revisions and that takes a few months each one to prepare and then produce and everything. So we we started from a huge color, much bigger than you see on on the website. And slowly, slowly we start, you know, make it smaller and smaller and smaller, fixing things, changing uh, changing altimeters that were not working, changing GPS that were not working good enough, changing uh, speakers and buzzers that... uh, uh we're we're not so effective on all dogs and making many experiments i've i've I personally spent probably hundreds of hours mm-hmm. to uh vet vet officers uh I visited a lot of vets and chain you know with my team doing tests to a lot of dogs you know we trying they, they were barking we tried to see for, uh, which dogs uh, on which dogs is more effective um we have our own dog it's my dog that i'm testing it i mean i, I he has a collar and he plays around, and, you know, we're testing this. I, I have about 25 people that uh, are wearing the collar, and uh, we get also measurings. Um, and hundreds of dogs that we tested, the barking thing, the pacifier thing, and that's it.
2: Great. Well, and that, that, That's great, because I know that a lot of times it's, when you're going to buy a brand new product, you want to know, like, well... Am I getting the first version of this product, and I'm the tester, or has this gone through a lot of testing? So it's good to hear that you've yeah. gone through twelve versions so far, and and twelve what versions
5: it, and four years of development, four that, years of development. Oh, that's
2: incredible! That's incredible. So, because um, now what, you mentioned uh, whistle, what what are those discernible differentiators? Because it's a pretty pricey device; it's a two hundred fifty dollars device. So why should they choose you over something like a whistle?
5: First of all, we have a battery life that. Uh, uh, it's from 15 days to 30 days. If your dog is not lost, it's between 15 to 30 days while a whistle is maximum four days, five days.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: In so, the best case.
2: So strong battery life. What, what, el- what else is from, differentiating it? Strong
5: battery life. We have, a whistle that have GPS and only tracks, uh, you know, if he went for a walk or not. That's it. We have another 10 features. We have the barking silencer feature that stops barking. We have the, um, uh, the water sensor we have um a mood sensor right that, that detects detect mm-hmm. the moods mm-hmm. we have um, a pacifier feature another feature that when you, you see other dogs you enable that and uh, there's this special sound that you know tries to push away other dogs we have the home alone feature when you have when you live at home your dog and you live home then uh, it doesn't disturb the neighbors so mm-hmm. there's a there's a component in the base station that whenever the dog, your dog barks we make a sound and we stop your dog from barking to disturb the neighbors while you're not at home. Hmm. Um, there is another feature that detects collar strangulation. So basically, I don't know if you're, uh, you're aware, but a lot of dogs die when the collar gets uh, caught
2: right. by teeth yeah, of another choking. dog.
5: On, you, know, you know this thing, right? The right. choking, yeah. For the first time, we developed a method where we detect deformations of the collar and we know if your collar is deformed, which is a strong thing, mm-hmm. then something your dog's your dog's neck is in danger. So we, we let you know immediately. Hmm.
2: that's incredible. Well, this this is yeah. this is great. It's an exciting. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but this is an exciting product. I want to make sure that people know where to find it. It's Keon Tractor. It's K Y O N Tracker.com. Go yes. check it out. It's really exciting, Leon. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
5: Thank you for your patience. Absolutely.
2: Sit, stay, good parents, and hang tight because we are going to be right back with more pet wearable insight on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety
0: Channel.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts.
1: VoiceAmerica.com This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at one 472 Again, that's one 472 Five seven eight eight. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the show, my fellow geeks. This morning, as you know, we are talking all about pet wearables collar devices that help keep track of everything activity location lots of different things and there are so many new wearable options out there for our fur kids uh we're just really scratching the tip of the iceberg today but we are going to meet a new one that we haven't talked about yet on this show it's called the nuzzle and we've got chris walker on the line with us right now he's chief marketing officer for nuzzle chris welcome to the show
6: Thanks for having me.
2: We're excited to have you on. As I mentioned, we actually haven't uh, talked about Nuzzle yet, but I have seen Nuzzle in my Facebook feed uh, <laughs> a lot lately. I'm sure, I'm sure Facebook has those great algorithms that know exactly the kind of stuff that I'm interested in, so I see it a lot. But I, I have to say, it's a really beautiful, slick-looking device. Uh, when did you launch
6: uh, so we, we launched at the top of the year. Uh, we we finally shipped. We started with our Indiegogo orders. We we had customers that came in from from such an early stage and have been so supportive of of everything that that we've done. Um, so they they really were the first people that received it. They received it sort of uh, last year, and then we we've gone mass market. Um, in, you know January February.
2: Fantastic. Well, that's why it just started showing up in my feed all of a sudden. I know. It
6: means I'm doing my job. Okay. Yeah,
2: exactly. Nice job, CMO. Nice one. job. Well, and as we've mentioned uh, on the show today and a couple other episodes where we've talked about wearables, this wearable space for the pet industry is becoming really, really crowded. Uh, and there's there's a lot of uh, different devices that are doing somewhat different things, a lot of overlap. But what sparked the decision to actually jump in the fray and say, hey, let's do something different with Nuzzle?
6: Um, It it came from sort of, you know, the multiple use cases of of the finding team. Uh, Anthony, our CEO, had experienced the pain of of losing a dog um, as a child and it had always kind of stuck with him. Um, Myself, my background was uh, I used to head up marketing for the American Kennel Club uh, some time ago. And I'd I'd worked personally with a lot of the the dog federations. Mm -hmm. So the dog federations are the the local um, kind of arm of the American Kennel Club. And so I worked with New York and New Jersey in particular. Um, And one of the things that they'd seen was they were so invested in microchips, uh, that, you know, microchips were the kind of great savior. And when we started to run the use cases, we saw how the microchip wasn't really preventing the lost dog solution. Um, you know, so dogs that were chipped, you know, it it was seeming this inexpensive process, but it was costing quite a little uh, bit of money to go to the vet tech to have the chip implanted. Then what was happening was that there was a lot of, you know, error within the chips themselves. But when dogs actually ultimately got lost, you were dependent on a police station or a shelter, ultimately finding your dog, you know, a, a, a good Samaritan bringing your dog to that um, shelter or police station. And then you were dependent on either one of those, those two institutions having a, a rather expensive scanner.
2: And, and um, one that would get all the different uh, frequencies because there's multiple frequencies on those guys
6: that's what we were seeing that yes. so many dogs weren't so we, we we took on this kind of national approach of it where we looked at it across the country and mm-hmm. the numbers that we saw was it was between eight and 12 million dogs were being lost every year mm-hmm. um and that is just a frightening statistic um so where it led us to the nozzle was it it, it made us make a couple of really important product decisions one, we had to go with with a, a well-covered national cellular network, so we partnered with with AT and T. Uh, we needed something that that co- had the largest coverage map. That was their 3G network, um, and that's ultimately what fundamentally allowed us to kind of build the product. Then we we kind of sourced a a best of the best, if you will. So, Ammunition were our, our partners on this. They designed it. They're the guys who built Beats by Dre, Square. Um, you know, a lot of these kind of slick IoT devices and 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 really great hardware so we we challenged them and we beat them up until they got us something that was incredibly small, incredibly light, incredibly durable. Um, and once we had that, then it became a case of like, right, how do we we go out and get kind of the the mobile you know app gurus that can ultimately put this in a, in a way that it's like really fun, really engaging, but ultimately gives you that full full on security.
2: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. I love that you're talking about beating up your developers and your designers to <laughs> get it right because I'm in tech myself and I know that that a big part of it is going through that beta testing in version one version two and everything and sometimes that testing is is where i on the outside looking in can really see if a product is going to be worth me taking a risk so talk a little bit more about that development product that you process that you went through how did you make sure that it's really doing what it says it's going to do
6: so our whole thing was what we call the 10x right if if we couldn't build something that was you know 10 times better than what else was on the market then it's not worth doing it you know, it's not – now, ultimately, do you land at 10x better than what's on the market? Probably not. But if you're 5, 6, 7x better, then it makes sense. So, you know, we challenged everybody to, to kind of come away and, and do with what they could, you know, do the best they could mm-hmm. um, and to put the limits on it. So our test was really um, – we ended up, you know, the beta test was probably our largest test. We took about 500 users across the country. Um, you know, we we saw a lot of a lot of issues. Um, I think the skill for us is really the and, and sort of the the secret sauce for anybody that's coming to market at this point is is really the firmware. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's once you lock that hardware in, you know, you have the chipset, you have the modules, you you know how the the data flows through that, that hardware system, it, it all becomes about, you know, the speed and the connectivity. How can you use the other tools to kind of push that up through the server and, 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 you know, back and display it within the app, you know, and and the great firmware engineers are now the ones that are pushing it and allowing for these things to be better. So those are really the pain points. Mm I think, um, and you know, for us, the big pain point was, um, iterating on the battery life um helping sort of our beta testers understand that hey look version 1 is going to be a 3r battery and then it's going to go to yeah. 8 hours as we as we ultimately refine it uh you know we even now we're still not sitting where we're you know our battery life is is a little plus 2 days uh we think we can probably get it to to 5 days um you know so there there will always be refinements in that and and I think that's that's kind of the new age consumer, you know, it's, they know it's, that,
2: it's- yeah, they know that, that a new device is going to have some bugs. It's going to have some, some machinations that it has to go through to get perfect. But can you tell me a little bit about what, what is going to make it different than these other GSM cellular GPS trackers that are out there right now, like whistle or tractive? What, what are those really discernible differentiators? Because all of these things are pretty pricey. Yours is more pricey on the device and theirs is more pricey on the service. end. so where does that, why should they choose you over another option for a cellular GPS?
6: Um, subscription. Yeah. You should not be paying subscription fees for this. If this is to lose, if this is, you know what I mean? The price and point that people are coming up with is the same as your Netflix, your Hulu account or whatever. And those are consumer goods that are about, those are about fun that you can switch off whenever you want. The security right. of a loved one does not, should not, will not be something that you should be paying for Right. It's like you wouldn't do that on, on your, your children. Right. So and, and we love our dogs like they're our children. So that was the key for us.
2: Well, and we, I got to ask about those. So because so I, I was looking at it from a terms of, OK, I've got whistle that, you know, is 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 at about a 80, 90 dollar thing. And then they've got a, a seven to ten dollar a month thing. And you guys are around one hundred and ninety, but it comes with everything. You don't have to pay extra So the the GPS monitoring doesn't come cheap for you guys. You do have to pay a fee there. Are you looking at like a planned obsolescence? I mean, if this device lasts the person for like seven years or something like that, you're losing money.
6: It's the right thing to do for dogs. We're we're a dog company first and foremost. I think that's one of the things that we try to iterate. Everybody that's, that's on the team loves pets and they put the pets first. Our plans and and where we're going to roll into ultimately is pet insurance. Mm. Um, I think That's another um, industry that needs to be disrupted. You know, another thing that I personally that there was just so many issues,
2: you know, well, ta- our dogs- talk about that. How, how does how, so th- that, that was a little bit of disconnect? And I was actually going to ask you looking on your website. There's a disconnect for me as a consumer. Uh, maybe as a business person, I get it. But as a consumer, I'm like, how does a GPS collar fit with pet insurance? How does that fit?
6: Because we are absolutely, for for those of us that have been in the, the dog space for a long time, you see that the drama that comes around it, right? You know, the the certain breeds aren't covered for certain things, certain procedures aren't covered. So what we wanted to do was kind of level the playing field, you know, base your location. If, if your dog is home and safe, and, and if your dog is active, then you have a healthier dog. Use that to kind of set the premiums, if you will. Wow. Make make the, the insurance kind of open and transparent you know I, I could you know if, if we had longer I could go through the horror stories that we've all heard you know from from vets and coverages and, and field you know thousands of dollars spent on field exper- on field um procedures that, that aren't working and, and that's what we're trying to eliminate. Um, we think that pet insurance should be much more open, should be much more affordable and it shouldn't be based on breeds. It shouldn't be based on, on sort of, there's not enough breed data for, for starters, right? You know, what I mean, you, when you go across the 200 breeds, there's, there's it's not like we have millions and millions of golden retrievers. Right. So it's, it's that kind of level of what we want to do is be like, right, you have a dog that's particularly active. You have a dog that's on the right end of the weight range. You have a dog that is, is secured in, in, in a well-fenced home then the chances are is that that dog should be it should be very affordable to to ensure that dog
2: right so that's 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 fascinating actually i would love to have you guys on to talk about that more later because we could we could spend quite a bit of time on that in particular uh real quick some nitty-gritty stuff you mentioned the battery there's something interesting about the way you guys do batteries versus everybody else
6: Yeah, so the product we we provide two batteries, and our whole one of our big features we challenged the design team for was let's make it that you don't have to take the collar on and off to charge Mm -hmm. the battery, so that the collar (laughs) can always on. Yeah, it's it's a killer. You know, I mean, people forget to put it back on, and and battery was important for us because you know, look, it, it much more dogs get lost at night. Um, you know, they get out, they run away, they, they hear a sound in the dark um, that scares them. So that was a real challenge for us to make sure that uh, we, that's why we also added the light onto the device that you can sort of light up the collar using the app.
2: Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see how how this all comes out with Nuzzle because I, I like I said, I've been seeing a lot about it. I'm excited to to learn more about it, even try it myself. Tell them more tell people where they can get it.
6: Uh, you can get us at, at Amazon, Best Buy, um, Target. Uh, we're out more and more stores by the day. But uh, for the best price, go to uh, hellonuzzle.com. And, and just my final point on this is, is for all dog owners, make sure you get one of these tracking devices. If you don't choose Nuzzle, it, it's just so important to keep your loved ones safe and to know where they always are. So,
2: Absolutely. I agree. And always have an external ID tag on, just in case. That's exactly. my two cents there. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on the show. Everybody hang tight, sit, stay. We'll be right back with more pet wearable insight on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel.
4: conservation starts with us learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go. On iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's one 472 5788 Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Hey guys, we are back to wrap things up for our exploration of pet wearables today on Pet Lover Geek. To be totally honest, we have only scratched the surface. It's the tip of the iceberg. There are a ton of new, and also not so new, but vastly improved collar devices out there on the market right now. And it's clearly one of the hottest segments right now in the pet industry. Every show you go to, uh, trade shows and conferences and things, there's always new ones out there. In fact, we've talked to Uh, and even interviewed uh, quite a few of the people that are bringing these to market and looked at uh, almost a dozen of these devices just in the last few months. And we still frankly have dozens more that we haven't even explored. And I'm sure we're going to be having new pet wearables on the show uh, in the not so distant future. Now, I'm not going to come out and say, buy this device, avoid that one. Um, There's, for the most part, a lot of them have really great things to offer. But I do kind of want to give an overview of what's out there, help you discern those different options that are there, because a lot of folks keep asking, hey, what should I get for my pet? What should I buy? And I want to help you with that. So let's just talk first in broad strokes about the categories that are out there. First, uh, there's the Pure Activity Tracker. Think Fitbit for your pet. The primary function of these uh, devices is to track how much your pet moves and at what intensity. So, you know, among those devices, you've got things like the FitBart. The Wonder Wolf that we talked to earlier. Pit, Pat, Pet uh, that we've talked about uh, in the past. And you've also got things like Whistle that started off as an activity tracker. Now it's a, a multi-use tracker that does more than just activity tracking. And We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and then, of course, you've also got the health monitoring devices. Things uh, like the three that we dug into a few weeks ago after uh, the North American Veterinary Conference. Things like Babble Bark, Hayrex, Vet Tracks. These are devices that are specifically for monitoring health, and they go with your relationship with your vet. You use them along with your vet. And I'm really excited about the future of these kind of devices. I think that there's endless applications for these. Um, And I believe that they're really going to change the way we care for our our dogs and cats uh, in taking care of their health with our veterinarians. My biggest reservation with these type of devices, however, is that there's this big elephant in the room device uh, like, uh, excuse me, the demise of something like voice, which just a few months ago uh, stopped being made, stopped being used. And it was clear that there wasn't a huge rate of adoption there. So the question is, are folks going to buy them? Are people going to use them? You know, technology moves really fast, but at times consumers aren't as quick to adopt brand new technology as the inventors that put it out there hope they are. And it's quite a big investment. It's also a big investment of time. I've talked to quite a few veterinarians that talk about the time that they have to put in to use these devices. And there's some mixed reviews, frankly, on how uh, how well they they are using them right now. So I think that there's a lot of really exciting potential for these devices, but there's also a lot of room for growth. And there's clearly a ton of room for market penetration there. And when the pet piant, pet Parent buy in uh, gets there, I think we'll have really uh, something really exciting for our healthcare. Next, we have location trackers. These um, kind of break down into a couple different categories. Let me first talk about a category that I actually think you should avoid. If you see a tracker, uh, there's a couple of them out there. Uh, There's one that's called Tracker, I think. There's also Tile. There's a couple other ones. Um, They're Bluetooth devices. They work just with your phone and they take care of your keys and your briefcase. in your backpack. They also say that you can put them on your pet. Don't use them don't don't expect them to find your pet um i've tested these a lot of these myself and i find them highly uh questionable whether or not they should be used with pets uh so i would avoid those but next you have something that is tried and true uh it's a little bit outdated tech in t- terms of what's out there right now but it's radio gps collar devices now these uh, are really rugged they are tried and true they've been out there for years they're frankly pretty big and they're best for lo- larger dogs they're perfect for uh the dogs that dogs You might have out doing some rugged camping and hiking, hunting dogs, uh, dogs that are in a rural or a forest type of situation that might not have great cellular coverage. They work with a a separate base device, usually like a handheld GPS radio receiver, uh, and they don't usually um, have... any kind of subscription, but they are very pricey. Uh, usually in the three, four hundred dollar range. For example, uh, the top-rated one that's out there right now is the Garmin Astro 320T5 bundle, and it's almost five hundred dollars for the basic bundle, and it gets up to nine hundred dollars to get everything else that's out there. Um, but like I said, it's a tried and true device. It's highly rated, and it and they work. But the newer types of GPS technology that's out there, that is probably the more exciting technology, um, are. Things that use the same sort of technology that your cell phone uses for tracking locations. They have a SIM card like your uh, cell phone does for the most part. There are things like Whistle, the new Whistle 3 the, and the previous Whistle before that. Pod is another one. Tractive, the Keon that we met today. And they require a subscription just like your cell phone to help monitor that GPS through that cellular system. Or you've also got something like Nuzzle that we just talked to, um, something that the cell service fees are included in the price of the device. But please make no mistake, you're going to pay for that cellular monitoring one way or another. Either upfront or later um, in um, subscription services. These devices have come. A really long way. So make sure when you're looking at them, you're not judging them on devices that were out, you know, five, six, even three, four years ago. Because location tracking uh, in this type of cellular GPS device have come a long, long way. Um, they're much closer to uh, giving you real-time tracking. The durability of the actual devices is better. The size is much smaller. Uh, they're so much better for so many different types of breeds of pets. Even cats uh, now can comfortably wear some some of these devices, they're vastly improved on what they were uh, in the last few years. But this leads me to a need to stand on a soapbox about all uh, wearable tech out there in the pet industry. Here's the thing, folks. No matter which device you choose for your pet, please remember that there is no panacea for anything. If your pet is overweight, getting him an activity tracker is only part of the solution. You have to look at diet. You have to look at how you are feeding him. You have to actually increase his activity. You have to investigate and address maybe underlying health issues that are there as well. It's just like a Fitbit that you wear every day. It just monitors it doesn't actually do anything and and in and like that fitbit that that humans wear uh, it might personally motivate you the human because you know oh wow i i just walk for 20 more minutes i'm going to make my daily goal and that's a motivator for you it's making you make changes but remember that dog has no idea that the thing on his collar is doing anything or measuring anything and it's only you the human that can take that information and actually work on changing the behavior it only works for the information that's given to you that you use. The same is true with those health monitoring devices. It cannot replace a veterinarian's care. It cannot record every last thing uh, that goes on with your pet either. And your own observations that you report to the veterinarians are still vital in that healthcare process. So don't expect it's monitoring everything and then stop, stop Uh, you know, taking track and keeping track of things that are happening. And it certainly cannot replace things like lab tests, x-rays, all that kind of CT scans and stuff like that. Again, they're monitors that give you information, critical information, no doubt, but they are only as effective as the humans that use them. Which brings me to the last category of wearables out there. And it's the one I'm the most passionate about, location devices. Now, I've mentioned a number of times, even during the show earlier today, when I was talking to Chris about the nuzzle device, relying on one single piece of lost pet recovery is a recipe for disaster. As he mentioned, There's a huge great false sense of security out there with microchips. They are not the great savior for lost pets. I can't tell you how many times I read stories about pets getting home months and years later with their microchip. And I can't tell you how many times I'll talk to people about putting things like an external ID tag on their pets and they'll respond with well she has a microchip so she's covered. She'll be fine. And I even try to explain to them all the things that have to go right in order for a microchip to work or I bring up those stories of about pets returning home months or even years later. And you know what? People still refuse to believe that that microchip isn't going to be the end-all be-all of getting their pet home. Or worse, they say things like, my pet never leads my side. She would never go out of the yard. Or I've had pets all my life, and they've never done anything to run away. They're always right there. Or we find them eventually. Until you don't. Until they get spooked and they bolt out of a gate or an open door. Until you're out of town and they don't trust the sitter and they escape to go find you. Until there's a tornado or a hurricane or insert other thing that happens in life. Things happen, people. Pets get lost every single day. One in three pets will go missing in their lifetime. Millions of pets are lost every year. And despite the invention of microchip Decades ago, and more and more pets having them, millions still never get home for a lot of different reasons, including that the system of microchip does not always work perfectly. So should you microchip your pet? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a must-do thing for any responsible pet owner. And you must keep that microchip up to date. And you frankly should register it on multiple databases just to be sure. And yes, a collar can fall off or get taken off. But there is no ultimate safety with just a microchip. You must have an external ID tag on your pet. Get a reliable pet ID. Get, a, a frankly, a digital pet ID like a Pet Hub ID. Links to a free online profile. Unlimited uh, emergency contacts, you can change them at any time, but have an external ID tag on regardless. And then go ahead and get yourself a tracking device. Absolutely. Don't fall into that false sense of security, though, that people have with microchips. Nothing, I repeat, nothing is going to be fail-safe. Battery fail. Water will get in. It does. Things happen. Technology fails. And know when you read slogans like, never lose your pet again, Know that that is marketing. They're playing to your emotions. They want to give you peace of mind, and that's great. You should get all of these things, and they should give you peace of mind. But know that nothing is infallible. There is no panacea for lost pets. You must have multiple means of protection for getting your pets home. Okay. Stepping off the soapbox, (laughs) clearly I'm passionate about this. I want to thank all my pet uh, uh, guests today. They were all fabulous. I also uh, want to make sure you join us next week. We're going to be looking into your cupboards, your yard, your garages, and find all of those hidden dangers that are out there for your fur kids. You don't want to miss it. So uh, you will learn a lot, I promise. And until next week. Get out there, enjoy the last throws of winter, the coming of spring, whatever it is, but do it with your pets. And tune in next week to join me on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel.